Welcome to the Bankers Show, everybody. Sorry for the podcast being late. I have a family, and I paid attention to them. Ugh. And uh, now the podcast is late. We have fired Armin Arbabi, um, and we have hired Daniel Boardman, a Jew. We are, we are switching back to Jews from Arabs. Um we tried the diversity thing. It didn't work out. <laughs> Armin's at Yuck Yucks right now. Um, <laughs> bomb, bombing for eight people who are sad that the Leafs lost. Yeah, I'm happy the Leafs lost, but I'm, I'm unhappy that I bet against them in a parlay. And then the parlay was supposed to be uh, Florida Panthers, Miami Heat, and Golden State. And Miami lost, and it destroyed me. It destroyed me. It destroyed my night. And um, yeah, that's neither here nor there because you are now listening to the best podcast in Canada. There are no podcasts in Canada. There's no Canadian podcast that anybody listens to. People listen to Jeremy McKenzie's yeah. podcast. I have people being like, Jeremy McKenzie's pretty cool. I'm like the guy who was like in prison for like two weeks. Yeah, just like <laughs> what was he in prison for? He was in prison for saying something mean about. No, allegedly he um, beat up his ex girlfriend, and then when, when someone tried to stop him, he pulled a gun on them. Oh, why is that not talked about? I thought he just got arrested for saying something mean about Paul Bear's wife. No, he got arrested. Oh, so he's yeah. That's and that's pretty funny that. Every single fan of mine that has been like, you should watch Jeremy McKenzie's woman. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a random woman being like, Jeremy McKenzie's really funny. I'm like, do you know he beat the shit out of his wife? She's like, yeah, well, still hilarious. <laughs> that was pretty funny, you know, when he did that. <laughs> it's like the Bill Cosby thing. Like, how many bad things do you need to do by being how funny? Jeremy McKenzie is the Bill Cosby of. Canadian convoy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have might have beat somebody up, but he, he sure could honk a horn. Yeah, that guy, <laughs> he sure could go downtown. <laughs> oh, everything's just so disturbing now. Like, I really just, I've gone on social media less like the last three days, and I feel a lot better because when I was trapped in Winnipeg, which, by the way, everybody, I was just in Winnipeg. We did uh, eight shows. They were underpriced. I had no idea that they were selling tickets for $15 and $18 to the shows in Winnipeg, which was very upsetting. Did you sell them for more on your website? Uh, no. we. I, did, I didn't I did do a door deal with Yucks for these shows, so it was basically just like I got paid 200 bucks a show. It was terrible. Oh, that sucks. It was... That's why people need to support me on Patreon, guys. Patreon.com slash Ben Bankus. Uh, this week's Patreon episode is with... Um, Armin Arbabi was supposed to be the episode for this week, but uh, we fired him. <laughs> so it's not the episode anymore. No, it was supposed to be the episode this week, and we forgot to press record on the recording device, but we recorded the video and the audio through the camera. So, um, But it's a fucking hilarious episode, so you can go check that out on Patreon and um, <clears throat> support me that way because, folks, I'm still doing shows. In, I'm still doing underpriced shows. I'll do a show for, uh, like, so, you know some of the higher price shows you make good money do the math on you know $35 tickets and then 70% of the door on 125 tickets doing four shows like so there was some good money to be made but then it's like now this weekend I'm doing a golf course for 400 bucks which is fine but I have to drive to Kingston to Chatham, Chatham. I'm doing so this week I'm doing Kingston which is my own show, which I'm selling tickets for, which is pretty decent. And then going to um, going to uh, Chatham. I don't know if you guys heard that. My kid, my kid just made a noise. I guess my fiance left the fucking baby monitor on. But uh, yeah. So anyway, I was in fucking Winnipeg for 12 days. We got there on April 18th. That sucks that like your cross Canada trip was like we're going across Canada, but then like it was really half of Winnipeg. Half of your Canada trip was just Winnipeg. Half of April, I was just in Winnipeg, being like, "Why the fuck am I in Winnipeg?" Like it was just absolutely terrible. I think we just woke up my kid. This was like the number one reason we're like. <laughs> it's so hard because my fiance works 
in the mornings, like she has to get up at eight in the morning and do a fucking she has to read a script. Okay, I have to turn this off. Like, why the fuck is this on? Yeah, just ignore that kid. Podcast is more important. Turning the baby monitor off. She'll be fine. <sighs> fuck. Yeah, so support Ben on Patreon, uh, or else I'll have to gamble on sports, making oh crazy God. bets <laughs> to make ends meet. Dude, because this is what happened. Basically, I became a degenerate gambler while on tour. Because what happened was the beginning of the tour started in Victoria. It was all innocent, you know. Yeah. We're just hanging out. Ordering Burger King. Watching then people the, die of fentanyl. Yeah. Well, watching, yeah, on Twitter. No, watching <laughs> watching black people punch people in the face on Twitter. Uh, <laughs> just innocent night. <laughs> and then the second location was Surrey, and Surrey was at the casino. So that's where it started. I didn't even gamble there because it was such a bad casino, but I was just like... Fuck, I went to the tables. There was a bunch of scary seat guys at the table. I was like, I'm too afraid to gamble with these dudes. No, like, not because I'm racist, but they looked like criminals. And I just know that Surrey is like, has this whole criminal underworld. It's like seat criminal underworld. I'm like, I don't want to be involved in this shit. So I didn't gamble there, but I was just, I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Then the second show was in Vancouver at a racetrack. I was like, fuck, just around <laughs> so much gambling. Then finally, and then uh, Calgary was at Elbow River Casino. And I was like, "Fuck it!" So that's then we then we started playing. Well, tables. everything is run by gambling now. Everything. If you watch everything. commercials, half the commercials on TV are gambling, and like seventy five percent of your like podcasts are sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. Dude, Charles Barkley is doing ads for gambling, and he he had a gambling addiction. And yeah, he had a huge gambling addiction. Is uh, he lost millions of dollars? Yeah. Like gambling, he lost, he lost gambling, I see why gambling should be illegal, like in a lot of ways, because it's like the idea that you can just walk into a casino and put a million dollars on the table and be like red. Yeah, like, it's just like <laughs> how is that? Fucking... Well, it's also like the thing where like people say, "Oh, we need equality, so everyone's equal." Well, some people are just going to gamble, right? If you have no matter how much money you give people, some people are just going to take it all and put it on black. And then lose that if you're like, well, maybe if I put a parlay on the Panthers <laughs> and the Suns. Well, luckily, like most of the bets that I do are like 20 bucks. And then I'll like win three. I'll be up like 800 bucks. Then last night, we literally were supposed to do the podcast and just sat here. We're like, it was Armin's fault. This is why Armin's fired. Because he showed me bet 365 live roulette tables and live fucking blackjack tables with live dealers. And we started streaming. We air we airplayed it to my fucking TV and we just gambled for like three and a half hours. Lost like $250. Yeah. It's fucking insane. But I just won. Eight hundred dollars off sports. Well, I'll say this you, is just madness. What I'm going through is a, the fact that there's a casino in my pocket is madness. It should yeah. not be legal at all. I see why it's not legal in most places. I was because when I was in fucking Winnipeg, I couldn't or any other province. You can't gamble, gamble on your phone at a province. Yes. So I was forced to go to a casino. I went to every casino in Winnipeg. We were there for twelve days. They have three <laughs> casinos: Shark Club, McPhillips, and uh, Regent. And we went to every single one. I won at every single casino. And in, 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 I won 100 bucks at Shark Club. I won 900 at McPhillips and 1300 at fucking. Did you lose? Is that total winnings or is that like one big win mixed in with like. That was like three, three wins. And then the last night we went again to Region. And I lost 500. Okay. Yeah. So, so take five hundred. So my my yeah. So you can't just say like, oh, I won fourteen hundred plus nine hundred <laughs> p- minus five hundred. Yeah, is what I won, which is not bad. Still no, paying for the right. dog sitter. Yeah, you got to get rid of these dogs. <sighs> which uh, dogs. yeah, that's another topic that we should we should touch on. So I have two dogs. I talk about it in my act having two Chinese dogs, two Shih Tzus, and um, of course I have a child, and. Uh, and uh, I have a child, and my fiance has a dog, a schnoodle. We have three fucking dogs, and the kid, and it's, it's, it's just, I hate it. <laughs> and the dogs are cute. There it is. He's lying there. You should solicit your fans. Who wants a dog? Who wants a bank? You'll, you'll sign a dog if you want a dog. Then we'll sign <laughs> and a dog. Bank is, I'll, spray, <laughs> I'll spray paint a dog. <laughs> get a promotion. You get I'll send you guys a dead dog. <laughs> I'll kill one of these dogs and send you 
the red bottom. To the highest bidder. <laughs> um, if you no, want Patreon, there'll be a, a raffle. I have somebody, some old lady's going to take my dogs forever away from me so that I can focus on sports gambling. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you get rid of your dogs? <laughs> fucking them fucking Miami Heat. <laughs> Blame fucking... Jimmy Butler's out. Ah, I still could have bet them. Yeah, that was bad. I mean, I don't know enough about sports other than like so I'm you, pretty sure these guys are gonna win. Not only, <laughs> and a lot of the time you win like that. So, yeah, but like not only you're so into sports game, like you don't know enough about sports to know that like three of their top four players were injured before you cast the bet. So it's not even like you're like the sports gambler who's like on the side trying to find the best value. It's like I got this. I got this. It's a steal. You're just like, uh, this one, this one, this one. I like the logos. Yeah. <laughs> I gave <it> 40 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it was 100 bucks on Miami for one game, and then it was a $40 on a, a three-team parlay, and I was very close. <laughs> I was very close to winning another thousand dollars. But that's the thing with the parlay is you always get very I still close. Still five hundred from off of one seventy-five. Yeah. In the in in the. It's all it's all an illusion. It should be illegal, is what I'm saying. Yeah, and this I should I'm, not be allowed to do this. I should not be allowed to look at my phone and play roulette. Yeah, it's fucking from, ridiculous. Kids, stay away from roulette. If you're gonna, I mean, you lo- you didn't <sighs> lose playing black. But I lost. I won all my money in Winnipeg off went of roulette. Yeah, roulette's like a crazy money wheel, and also the way you bet roulette online is retarded. Can we talk like so people know he like 4 bets, 1 17 14 23 21 27 You put like money on like the one third bet uh, yeah the other third bets and then you like pick all the ones in the middle so even if you win one like the amount of money you're betting like you're losing like you're Well I have like my two that if I hit then I really win and then I yeah, have like, all the rest it's like I break even yeah, but you but the odds of breaking even are, are are low the way you're betting. So you're This is making me want to fucking put money on roulette so badly. And it's making me like go crazy. It's like the odds you're you're, you're betting in the The, the worse most, the odds, like the more I want to gamble. I don't know. And I am watching you as like as like this is the most inefficient betting I've ever seen. And this guy makes I need to teach him how to play blackjack. Well, I'm lucky that I had the foresight to set up my uh uh, bet, My, play, set your limits play within it kids fuck yeah set a limit on bet 365 do not play with no I don't think it lets you play with no limit you have to set up a limit okay that's that's good I, I mean that's a good law I mean Canada, Canada this is like the name I don't even think that's a in. law like oh maybe it is maybe maybe, it is. maybe that's they're afraid of getting regulated like the gamblers like these these, these companies are making so much money that they got to set like yeah we're at least not ruining people's but lives. everything else is just so bad that it makes sense that they just want everybody to start gambling and not care about anything because if you just focus on like what are you addicted to a lot of people are just addicted to reading the news and getting outraged and mad or you could be addicted to spending 140 dollars and maybe you win maybe you don't <laughs> yeah. what's better for your mental health i don't know it's funny you're talking you're talking like guys i stayed off social media my, i'm feeling a lot better I, but i just lost all this money i'm depressed because uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going on social media anymore i'm just going on bet 365 <laughs> still have eight hours a day on the phone. guys i gotta get my hours down on the phone don't don't get Jesus into this don't you'll ruin your mental health if you're like oh, the tr- the liberals or the conservatives no the way i'm trying to Bell solve the heat yeah. <laughs> bet on the heat you know exactly why are you doing liberal conservative when you could bet panthers against leafs and win yeah Game or not one. even win because... or not win because you did a parlay because you're a fucking idiot <laughs> what i should have done is i should when i parlay i should bet each one individually too <laughs> what or, i should do is spend more money yeah that, that yeah just double down i mean it's all money that i won already so it's not like i'm like depositing money I mean, whatever money you put into bed three six five, knowing you, that money's just been thrown away. Yeah, I mean, it's all just like it's kind of funny because when you win at sports betting, you're like, I'm a professional. Like I do this for a living. When you lose, you're like, it's just for fun. It's just fun. It's just fun to lose three hundred bucks on a Tuesday night for no fucking reason. Here against the hometown leaves. Watching like the worst stream of like fucking just 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 laggy guys doing layups. You're like, was that in? I don't even know. The Bet365 app's like 15 minutes ahead of the yeah, fucking the stream. Bet it's like the game's <laughs> over and they lost. I'm like, bro, it's still 68. You're like watching the phone and the game. It's like, so you're not even enjoying it. That's oh, it's the worst experience. Yeah. I really can't sports gamble. I can't watch. This is a bet. I think the playoffs are really bad for sports gamblers. They just want to bet so bad. 
Yeah, I mean, that's people addicted to gambling like gambling a lot. I mean, if you want to, you can keep gambling on whatever you want, like like sports one, but still be baseball. And you can you can bet on soccer. I hate really? soccer. I like basketball and hockey. Yeah, but like European soccer is easier to fix. There's always like gambling scams where the refs are in on like the mafia, like fixes like this tier two Italian league. You don't think that's happening in at the Florida Panthers level? I mean, there was a there was already a scandal about this in the NBA years ago. Like one of the refs like got kicked out because like he was involved in like organized crime. <laughs> that's the other scary thing about like gambling. But that's why they made gambling legal because everybody was getting like shot. Because they yeah, had a gambling it, addiction. It opened up, but it's also now it's like there's billions of dollars flowing between each game. Like, Is that good for the economy? It's probably not good for society because most people are losing, right? And you then say, these like, companies are just becoming bigger and bigger and sponsoring more sponsor, and more like things. It's, it's, good for like, it's good for online content creators because we could be like, yo, this podcast is sponsored by insert gambling app here and because it's like and then there's a link because it's people, also fun to talk about like people genuinely like talking about gambling for some reason they just as soon as they hear i, I was gambling last night people are like oh really oh really I had it. what did what did you who'd you bet on what'd you bet oh you're playing blackjack oh i love blackjack. oh really? like there's just something social about throwing away money I yeah don't it's know. a very human experience yeah everyone loves it right it's but when you're a comic on the road and you're in these like small towns in Canada and there's literally nothing else to do except ha- go to the casino. And most of these towns like Winnipeg, like Regent Casino in Winnipeg is one of the nicest buildings in the whole town. And it's not it's not even that nice, but compared to everywhere else, it's like you can go there, you can have a drink, you can eat. I mean, they have McDonald's. <laughs> Ooh, a McDonald's. A casino with a McDonald's. But now tr- I like the Toronto's creating this new mega Vegas casino that well. one day I'm going to headline for 300 bucks and no. <laughs> um that I want to headline but Toronto should have a casino. We should have the best casino. You have you're right. If you have a casino in your pocket, might as well have a physical casino there where like people can I get why interact. Toronto hasn't had a casino in so long and it's kind of like a claim to fame in a way cuz it's like, yo, like we're not enough of a shithole to have a casino, but I think we're enough of a shithole now. Yeah. That we deserve a casino. We deserve shuttle service from goat like Union Station to to and from the casino. Yeah, like old, old folks home, like, you know, they'll take like day trips of like old people take them to like Niagara Falls to go to the casino. But the Leafs lost because they probably partied way too hard right after they won. Like they acted like they won the Stanley Cup. The whole city was going insane. People were like getting arrested on the streets for banging against. Car- it's like, dude, it was just the first round. Don't they have to do two more rounds just Three. to get to Oh, two more to get to the Stanley Cup? Yeah, four. That's insane. Four series. It's, uh, they won one of four series. Dude. Part of me loves the Leafs and part of me like hates them. Like watching them play tonight made me hate them. Just the way they were like not winning. <laughs> that was your analysis of the game. They just like, yeah, they just weren't winning. Well, Florida looked like they really want to win. Whereas Toronto, it's like they it's like they're just happy to be there. We're just happy we're in the playoffs. Like that's kind of the vibe that I got in the game one. I think that's always like a silly take for people to take on sports. Like one team just wanted it more. No, they're professional athletes. Like they want to win. They're all hyper competitive, crazy. Like Toronto just got out. I know, but I think that it's like subconsciously when you're on the Toronto Maple Leafs and you're in the playoffs, and it's just so much hype. Like compared to being in Florida, like nobody gives a fuck that they're Panthers are in the playoffs. People are like, oh what yeah, the Panthers? Panthers. Like, oh they, yeah, they might even think you're talking about the Carolina it's football a, Panthers. It's an afterthought. Yeah. It's not. That's why they had to make it so like here. It's a big fucking. But yeah, that's why it's embarrassing that the Leafs always fucking lose. But I was I was in Winnipeg and watched their team lose every single game, and watched their fans just be, think they were gonna like move on every single fucking night. They're like so hyped, they all have their white jerseys on. They're all and every night I did stand up after they would lose, and I would just go on and just shit on their team, and be like, "You guys are shit, you're garbage," making fun of them. And people were very upset, and did not like but, that. But there was no door deal, and it was fifteen dollars. So exactly. Yeah. That's what I said the first night of the uh, shows, like the first Thursday. I was making jokes about that. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not doing my act for you guys. Like, you paid fifteen dollars. You're getting fucking. This is what you're getting. And, I was like, <laughs> and after the show, there was like a complaint, like from someone in management. Was like, he saw. No, I don't want to. They they like actually were thinking about firing me for a second for because I made fun of the ticket prices, and I did that right after they came into my 
green room and told me that I sold the most tickets out of any comic that's ever done the club. And then the next day they're like, we're firing him because he said the tickets are too cheap. It's like, why don't you just charge more? Yeah. Like just raise the price. Like, oh, well, people already bought it at that price. So it's just like, who cares? Make the second half of people pay more. It's also in the nicest building in, in anyway. It's either here or there. You can check out Patreon. We I bitch about it a little bit, but I appreciate that um you know Mike over at Yuck Yucks in Winnipeg is the man. He's the manager, I believe, of the club. He's the fucking man. And he kept us fed and, and pretty happy, all things considered. Right. Um but comedy is no joke, guys. No joke. When you're on the so. road, and you're eating like I, I had a night where I did McDonald's and then I ordered a sub after <laughs> I ordered Subway and McDonald's within an hour and a half. And I, I ate the sub with the lights off. <laughs> I ate the sub with the lights off in my room alone. And and it's and it tasted like garbage. Like it tasted like the sub had already been in the garbage can. And I ate the whole thing. And then I fell asleep and I woke up feeling like I had like sleep apnea or something. Like I was like, I can't breathe. Like I'm literally falling asleep after eating like a pound of food. It's like, this is the most Ben Baker story I've ever heard. It's disgusting. Over it's absolutely disgusting. That wouldn't have happened if I had been able to sports gamble, by the way. Yeah, this is, this is why we need more sports gambling. Because This is why you should be able to inter-provincially sports, sports gamble. Because then that will sedate your addiction so you don't need to eat. As mayor of Toronto, own. I'm going to be reaching out to all... <laughs> premiers and mayors in this country <laughs> and coming to a con- deal where we can make sure that I personally can sports gamble anywhere. In this country. That's why you're going on tour still to make inroads cross country. Sometimes I like, okay, well if I go to this town and I make that and then we go to that casino in that town, yeah. and <laughs> double the money. No, don't worry. I don't, I don't make bets like that. The most I'll gamble at a casino is like 500 bucks. Still a good amount of money. It's stupid. <laughs> yeah, it's still usually hundred if I win, five hundred if I no don't. No, you should set a limit. Like you should set a reasonable limit. Like I'll bet a hundred dollars tonight and then stick to it. Don't bet more. This than, is, don't bet enough that if you're that you if there was like three casinos in Toronto, this entire city would just fucking dis, like destroy itself. That's why so many cities in Canada are just dog shit because they have like three casinos. Like Calgary has so many casinos, you're like. Why? Why do people need to gamble this much? Because people are addicted to gambling. And sometimes people sometimes people aren't. Sometimes people like me who enjoy like some blackjack here or there or poker can handle themselves like do a, a moderate amount of betting and have a good time. And then there's some people like you were like, I need to bet $50 and do like $150 parlays every night because I won one once. <laughs> so I'm going to be betting the Panthers in the heat and, and the Suns and the, and the Lakers or whatever the hell you <laughs> And then you go and then since the game starts, you're like, fuck, I should bet more. Should I throw another hundred dollars to the Panthers? Should I throw four? Th- should I? <laughs> At some point, the game, like, I just put seven hundred dollars on the Leafs. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Leafs are down two. Should I put seven hundred on them? <laughs> there is, I don't know. They really get you by sh- like they shouldn't show you how much you'd win. They should just say like how much. Like you should make you calculate it yourself. And it's like in-game betting odds, like because all you see is like twenty bucks, eight hundred. I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's a you and Armin. That's a a you and Armin move. You're like, oh my god, I see something that could win a lot of money. It's like, yeah, because the odds of that happening are like astronomical. You're like, but I could win a hundred. You were watching though. You were watching the game, watching Miami winning, and you were like, holy shit, this guy is a fucking. I was, I was cheering like once the Leafs lost. Like I didn't want Miami to lose just to spite you. I'd be like, it'd be nice if he makes couple hundred bucks but at the same time i'm happy i didn't do a parlay on miami in florida fuck i'm just happy i never i didn't have sports gambling to bet on the jets because i probably maybe we won't need sports gambling maybe blc 10 will like this this will be mandatory viewing for canadian podcasts like no one will be allowed to you'll watch have it. to talk about oh well, i actually had wrote a joke about or i think it was actually for the next mayor video okay not to spoiler alert here but basically saying that we uh, make every like make it mandatory to gamble every night <laughs> like a hundred dollar minimum that every citizen must gamble a hundred dollars and if you don't like if you don't gamble a hundred dollars we'll just take a hundred dollars so you have to gamble it. you have to gamble it otherwise we just take a hundred dollars and like you either win or you lose every night hundred bucks no questions asked 
either it comes out of your bank account no matter what. Bet three six five is now part of your standard iPhone setup. <laughs> turn it on. You have a fucking first app. So Bet three six five. Before you can turn up, before you can access access your contacts, you have to set up your bet, sign into your Bet three six five account, and a hundred dollars is taken out immediately every night. You got to gamble it on like sports. we like we should become like an authoritarian like like you know how like China's like that but yeah. do it like the opposite where it's like you have to gamble every night and so instead of like trying to make the perfect society we try to make the worst one yeah. with our social credit score yeah like ES- we make everybody degenerate yeah so because that would actually make us like more yeah if bet, you, like harder to fight in a war yeah if you, bet mentally... if you bet a hundred dollars every night your esg score goes up right right no if you lose a bet you're not allowed to leave your home for a day <laughs> <laughs> so we fix climate change yes yeah so you can only leave your home if you win a sports gambling bet of over a hundred dollars over a hundred dollars <laughs> like you have to bet at least a hundred dollars on one single bet yeah. whether it could be a parlay or just one team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and in the off season you can't leave your house <laughs> or you know i guess you could be, you have to gamble on baseball you gamble on baseball <laughs> why not because yeah, in China, they have, the, you know, that thing where they're kind of doing something similar to that um, here. And people are kind of cheering it on. But you know how in China, everywhere you go, they have these billboards of all the people who like jaywalked at this crosswalk and they'll show like all the pictures. Yeah. Do you know about this? Yeah. In China, they have like, they have, like score. and like all. Yeah. Yes. And like if you violate it, they like show your picture everywhere at bus stops and stuff yeah. like or if you're like a criminal too. Right. Like if you do anything criminal. But they just did that in like Dundas, Young Dundas Square. Does that like shame people? They put they made cardboard cutouts of the most wanted criminals in Canada, which I get. Like, there's a difference between like wanted criminals, like this person, like the FBI does that. Like, he was the most wanted. There's us. a difference between that and, and like, and, like this guy jaywalked. It's like it's different. as like this guy's killed four people. Look out! But for it, him. still, it's like cardboard cutouts of people, and it's like what's it like? The next step is. It's move. It's still moving towards well, like shaming you, everyone. Well, like the the next step is is like no, it's the first. Like, thing, I get you need that the they want to find like, these no, guys. We, are we dangerous. We stuff. need to find them, so we need cameras everywhere that have facial recognition, so we could Which find already the have, criminals. Pretty much. Yeah. But like right now, you still have rights, so like this technology can't but be openly used. We should just have facial recognition, and all it should show is whether you when the last time you won that three six five. Unless <laughs> if your smile was big enough that you won a hundred dollars. When's the last time you watched a Ukrainian slave deal blackjack cards at three a.m. on so a funny. fucking live stream? The blackjack dealers are like live there on the thing, and they're like on bet three six five. The bet three six five. You sign in on the computer. They have live dealers for roulette. So, so people could chat poker. and like asking this woman like, "Where are you from?" She's like, "I'm from Ukraine." And oh, people yeah. like asking about the war. What is bad? Do you want to split? No, she was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want the insurance but uh no she uh she was like some guy lost and she was like it's not as bad as ukraine war <laughs> you want you lost 500 dollars, but it's not as bad i don't know it's yeah but that's our society now it's just so people adults get together and gamble in their homes which i mean if you can be responsible about it and have fun with it it's fun but is that our society or is that your life for the last week? <laughs> I'm going to pretend it's all of society. Okay. It's all, everyone we know is on bed 365. Almost. Almost. Yeah, my grandmother just at the nursing home, just ripping off bets on the If heat. old people knew how to use bet 365, they would use bet 365. I, I, I don't doubt that. If they, if they could be, fl- if they'd be playing roulette. If I was in a senior's home with bet 365, <laughs> I would lose every, I would, I would purposely try to go bankrupt. Oh man, there's no way you could. Because even if you won huge, like the the amount of like demented you'd get, you'd lose it all within a day. I wouldn't be able to sports gamble. I would just play like you'd be playing blackjack or fucking roulette. You'd throw it away on the one of those things. But part of me thinks that the the old people that gamble like stay like it almost like keeps their brain like even though they're losing money, there's like they're yeah. going through a lot of emotional stuff and they're just like thinking and they're trying like. You go to the casinos, you see so many old people. It's a dopamine. They're the same age as people who were in the seniors' homes, but they just kept fucking pulling that slot thing or hitting that button or playing cards or whatever. And keep playing cards, actually. Playing cards keeps you mentally sharp. That's it. So, like, yeah. You don't always have to play, like, fucking blackjack, but. Yeah. I mean, but blackjack's good for your brain because you have to, if you know how to play. 
I was trying to explain to him like the rules of blackjack, and then Armin's like, "No, just bet it all. Just always hit, bet, split, <laughs> double." Like, no, you have twenty. The dealer's showing an eight. Don't split that. And Armin's like, "No, but you could win more." I want to be smart like that. I want to know. I think knowing blackjack, knowing poker, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of a useful skill. It's a useful skill, but like the big skill in that is someone who was a good poker player, and you know, it's patience. Like you have to be able the way you win in poker long term is the ability to fold. And in blackjack, it's the ability to stay, stay, stay and let the dealer go bust in the right scenario. Like right. it's long term being learning how to stay and learning how to fold at the right times wins you is where that's how you even the odds against the house. <sighs> Guys, join Patreon so we can afford gambling addiction rehab because I don't even know how to gamble and I just like it. But I keep winning randomly. And losing, I'm still, and losing, but <laughs> I haven't. And losing, yeah. But I'm still not down for the week. Yeah. Here. So, anyway. so there's nothing wrong with it. If you're not down for the week, then I mean, this is maybe we should just do a gambling professional gambler. I'm a professional gambler now. Is you're, that what you're you, yeah, you, you should gamble on, on stage because you still get paid to do that. You should be gambling on bet three six five and while like, I'm on live, stage while you're on stage, just riffing. I w- I do wish I could like live stream me just watching a fucking. <laughs> basketball game that i have no business giving a fuck about that i put a hundred dollars on just to be like what the fuck was that call and i'm like god i haven't played basketball in like six years yeah is there like a tic- actually no, I is there like, like a tiktok category where like people are just making videos like oh this is tiktoks of people doing everything or like short videos of like oh there's t- there's twitter every social media has like gambling yeah but i don't i don't want to do that guys I, I i just like talking about what's going on in my life um what else happened this week? I got banned from Twitter for 10 hours for calling some liberal guy a pussy. And uh, he, he like got his fa- his followers to mass report me. And I got banned for 12 hours. That's for- good. Like, how many followers did he have? Was he 400K. Oh, 400K. So, so you got, okay. So you got under someone in big skin and then they fucked you up. Yeah. That's, but then that's I, on, that's I like think horrible. I like gained like 100 followers from it. Yeah. Just that, from yeah. people being like, yeah. Fuck Good this for, guy. Yeah, yeah, fuck that guy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to block one of my followers because he went nuts because I made fun. I, I I like my last day in Winnipeg, I just woke up so mad. I was just like, I hate that I'm still here. My <laughs> flight wasn't until six PM. I had to hang out at the hotel for like the whole day. So I just went on Twitter right when I woke up and I just like called some woman fat and like <laughs> called some guy a pussy. And like I was just like going nuts. And yeah, and then I got banned. I was like, yeah, I probably deserve that. That was a little ridiculous. I don't know why the fuck I did that. <laughs> Wake up and go to war with the world. Yeah. Sometimes you got to do this. That's just Sometimes, for. yeah. So that's what Twitter's for. Should, oh, is, I guess. It's like calling some, people pussies at 9 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, fuck it. It's not real life. It does piss people off. They're, yeah, just don't. Well, that's the funny thing about Twitter is it is real life. Like, people yeah. want to pretend like social media isn't real life, but. Like it you kind of is like who's gonna be like oh you but got, it isn't you what like in your life like who's gonna be like oh no Ben Bankus got banned from Twitter for ten hours now I can't I mean I was fine with the Teresa Tam videos but the ten hour Twitter ban dude my fans much. I don't know they they're like I'm stuck at sixty nine thousand followers right now and because you haven't put any videos when you went on tour I, well I didn't Brilliant. put any new uh, super new videos I had a couple videos do okay. But I wasn't concentrating on, and you know that's another reason why Armin's fired is because he didn't pick up the fucking camera enough and whatever. But he's probably gonna be angry listening to this, or he'll never listen to this. Probably that's more likely. This would be the test to see if he come back and he's angry. Yeah, then you know see. he cares and yeah. it's in his heart. Yeah, let's and see if he it, actually <laughs> listens to himself on the fucking podcast. Um, but yeah. Not enough videos. I think it, it re- you really do have to like put out so much content. And that was what I was trying to say at the beginning before I went in this whole sports gambling spiel yeah. is that getting away from social media for a little bit just to create a little space between me and my fans. Like, I know that maybe that's not the right philosophy. Like, people want, I want videos all fucking day long. But when I see videos of people all day long, like, personally, I'm just like, I'm not interested anymore. And also, like, you get so and in like, depth in, the, in like, a little hole that you end up talking like a crazy person. You need to go like back into the real world because like everyone who's yeah. like you see like almost every like the real world influencer yeah. who's like on a, a, like twenty four hours a day twenty four seven just always on it like yeah th- their life is like in some Twitter argument that no one else is it's like they're so far down the rabbit hole 
Well, you know that girl, I started following that girl who, um, she's like on, she has a podcast where she talks about like men's rights. Wait, they. She's like, she's the woman who's like, pearly things. Yeah. Pearl. Yeah. She's fucking so stupid. I I love, but she like has an opportunity where she has this like huge following and all this big audience. And all she does is spend her whole day arguing with like random retards on Twitter being like, um, actually no, uh, I'm supporting men because, and it's just like, dude. Just do your content. And that's what I kind of realized with the but her getting banned cool. off Twitter thing. And, you know, I'm an artist, right? And, like, people don't realize this because they watch my videos and, like, he's just, I'm going to go see Ben Bankus live and he's just going to say, artist. he's going to say, do a Chinese accent for an hour and a half. And that is what I do. <laughs> but that's art. No. <laughs> that doesn't odd. But, uh, no, people come and they go, holy fuck. And I go, yeah, I've been doing comedy for 12 years. But, I had to get back to basics sometimes like because yeah. you just end up scrolling Instagram and you're just spending all this time looking at what other people are doing and worrying, am I not doing enough and looking at other people's followings and going, oh, fuck, how do I get? Th-? And what you really need to be doing is just making content. Yeah, like I'm on Twitter thing. fucking calling middle aged women fat and telling them they're going to die alone. Like there is something to that, like that energy, but it's Someone not. Someone needs to. It, Someone needs to be so, doing that. Sometimes it's, I guess, necessary, but it's stressing me out. Like it's causing me mental harm to go on. Out Which of my is way. why it's better to spend hundreds of dollars sports gambling than, than calling than call women fat. fat on Twitter. Yes, and po- hopefully losing weight myself would yeah. probably be a good yeah, that'd be a good start. Thing yeah. <laughs> I'm like, instead of losing weight, I'm just gonna call other people fat while I have a profile picture of me thirty pounds lighter. That's what I'm gonna do with hair. Um, no, so that trying to eat some good meals because we fucking ate like shit on the road. I mean, we had a shawarma today, but I had two home cooked meals besides that. If you eat, if you <sighs> eat two good meals and a bad meal, that's still like a lot of food. Like, like you could be like, I had three dinners and one of them was good. <laughs> <laughs> I eat 8,000 calories, 9,000 of it. <laughs> This is this is 200 on black while ordering a shawarma i'm losing weight okay the stress of the stress of the i'm an life. artist yeah, i'm an artist this is kids this is how you do art people don't realize how hard comedy is you got to eat don't. three meals a dinner you have to spend 300 dollars a day on bad 365 <laughs> you have to uh work with minorities and then fire them <laughs> It go like you you had twenty he had twenty in blackjack the other day and he doubled on it not even split you doubled on a twenty but then I won the second double remember no you, when you double you get one card you went bust and everyone was and the and the, people, the, the woman was looking at you like what the fuck who the dealer from Yugoslavia yeah, yeah I was looking yeah because you had twenty you're like oh shit and oh, it's like double the castle's like double you're like gonna double like, nope I'm like stand you're the thing. And then you, <sighs> and then you click the button, and it was like there's forty dollars down the Look, drain. I gotta wake up every day, play a little roulette. Eight a.m. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I I wake up every day. I have to do. I try to do three pages of writing of just like my thoughts, sadness about my childhood, anger about current events, anger about current situations I'm in, anger about. Winnipeg, <laughs> anger about sports gambling, trying to talk sense into myself, organizing my thoughts, making lists of things I want to do, creating goals. Like these are actually, that's an actually important thing yeah. that I try to do every day. Then I try to read for at least 30 minutes a day, which is not that easy sometimes. What do you read? Uh, I'm reading, uh, I just started reading a book called The Wolf Pack about the Mexican drug cartels coming to Canada and how they they infiltrated like the, the like gang scene, like the organized crime scene in Canada to like smuggle drugs in, which is kind of cool. Then I'm reading like a Lenny Bruce, not a bio autobiography or biography. It's like 600 pages. I'm like fucking 400 in. It's crazy. His life is fucked. I haven't even gotten to the part where he's like, I don't even, I'm reading this book. And I'm going Lenny Bruce. If you don't know Lenny Bruce is look him up. He's like basically considered the godfather of comedy, like the creator of comedy, like stand up, stand up comedy. Yeah. One of the first, the greats. He was like one of the first guys to do stand up that like there were comedians that they called them comedians, mm-hmm. but they would go up and they would basically just do like 
just like set up punch like kind of knock knocky kind of jokes like very he went on and he was like a heroin addict and like everything addict and he would just go on and do all like just talk about all this real shit talk about sex he would get arrested a lot because they had all these laws in the u.s where you couldn't do certain say certain things in public so I haven't even got to the part where he's successful. Like, I don't even know if he ever really was that successful. Like, he, he, like, I don't even know if he was ever a millionaire or anything. I, cause I'm 400 pages in and all he's doing is like heroin, getting mad at his like wife. Steal, he stole his baby away from his wife when his baby was six months old. He stole the baby from Hawaii and then called the cops on his wife. So his wife couldn't leave Hawaii until she had some court case. Like, they found drugs on her or whatever. Just that's where I basically left off. So I read that trying to get to make some sense of my life. And I always whenever I'm like, oh, my God, my life's fucked. I lost $140 in sports gambling tonight. I go read Lenny Bruce. Yeah, you're like, and I'm least- like this. This guy is insane. Like because he, he literally had a guy he would have like a, he had like a doctor that would administer drugs to him, like a doctor that would like legitimately um, like administer him with methamphetamine like shoot him up with fucking heroin meth like at the same time like and then he would go perform and people would be like he was electric it's like dude he was fucking whacked out of his mind but anyway i read that some hemingway i try to switch it up but i'm trying to read if i catch myself scrolling on instagram or something i'll just pull it I'll, i'll switch over to the book app and just start fucking reading that and um yeah so there's a lot of that involved with uh, with comedy and being funny and even like writing sketches and stuff like I feel like I have to take a step back and just kind of live my life, especially because uh, stop fitching. But especially because my, you know, I have a kid and fiance and I want to be there and not be addicted to heroin and steal the baby. Yeah, exactly. Not be addicted to bet three, six, five and <laughs> sell the baby for <laughs> chips. <laughs> If I parlay um, the baby on the heat. I got to parlay uh, <laughs> Miami Heat, my child, um, <laughs> if <you> Panthers. <laughs> Panthers. Panthers. My Panthers. Panthers sold my kid. <laughs> Miami <laughs> Heat. Fuck. <laughs> I live at Falls You. <laughs> I, got a, I got a free suite at Falls You because I spent five grand on blackjack. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. I only bet 500 a night. <laughs> I've never done that, by the way, just for the okay. record. I've never even played blackjack in a... Yeah, it was, yeah, you played blackjack for the first time last night. And we I fucked around. To... I won a couple hands and lost a bunch of hands. It was, you know, it was you, what it was. You came out positive on blackjack from what I saw. It was just the uh, roulette. Roulette's really bad. Yeah. It's so bad. It's such an evil game. They, if listen- anything, they should just make roulette illegal or back rack and such shit like that. Craps and... Just only have one game. Like, VLTs themselves don't make any sense to me. Like, like the slots. Like, when you play, like, electronic slots and it's literally, like, how do you expect, like, what legally is going on inside this machine it's, where it's, it's not just... It's more conservative gambling. So, do you, there's there's research on, like, men versus women gambling. Like, women, like, doing slots at a and higher they win range. more. No, they don't win more. It's just the type of, like, they men, like, less. making... Men like making big, bolder bets when they gamble, whereas women will gamble more conservatively. Women are more likely to put $100 incrementally into a slot machine yeah, and do that that way. And men are more likely to say, okay, I got one bet tonight. Fuck it, it's on black. Or, mm-hmm. you know, put on this hand of blackjack. Men are more likely to gamble <sighs> like that. Dude, and, when I put like $25 on fucking the number one and it hit and I made like $800 or whatever off of it, I was like, what the fuck? That, that hooked me. On roulette, yeah, that will, that will happen. Is you, you, I hit four. No, like when if you hit like all your numbers, like that's the thing. I think listen, if you if always you're hitting and then you you have to walk away. If you yeah, and then if you can, which bet three six five doesn't have a proper cash out button. Like you have to like fill out a form and like have like money orders sent to your bank. It's like there should just be a button. You go cash out. Goes right to your banking out, like a like you're making all this sports gambling so legal. But then it's like I want to get paid, and it's like this hard process. Fuck you! And the reason they do that is so it stays in your account, and you just keep gambling it. Yeah, you lose it all. Yeah, of it's, course. It's 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 actually criminal. The whole thing's criminal. <laughs> Good luck getting a gambling sponsorship going forward. <sighs> anyway, Bet Three Six Five, please sponsor my show. <laughs> Even if you sponsor me, it will peril 
in comparison, like whatever you give me, we'll, <laughs> you're getting it. It's going into the app. Yeah, it's like we give Ben five hundred bucks a week. Yeah, yeah, just just give me chips. Just give me sports gambling chips for the Bet Three Six Five comedy podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Bet365, and by that I mean they just give me two hundred dollars a week to gamble, and I lose it all. You should like turn com like you should turn comedy into a competitive gambling sport in Toronto when you're mayor. Have gamble on whether someone's gonna bomb. Sometimes there's comics that you wouldn't expect to be addicted to sports gambling, and you're like, "Do you sports gamble?" Like, "Oh yeah, every night." And you're like, "Holy fuck!" Like I take long breaks. Like, I get bored of it. Like not because I lose money. It's just more just like it's boring. I don't want. I don't care anymore. I'm done with it. Like tomorrow night, I'll just be like, I'm over it. Probably, hopefully. Tomorrow night, I'm gonna get a text from you saying like, Yo. my uh, <laughs> my my blackjack limit just got extended. Let's go. Let's go. No, but that's nope. part of the artistry of comedy is taking risks, like willing to take those like the things that the same part of your brain that makes you want to like be like, fuck it, let's put twenty five dollars on one on the off chance it wins. It's kind of like the same part of your brain that you use when you're like, fuck it, let's just do this rape joke yeah. and pull it out and see what happens. <sighs> or a Trudeau joke or a Trudeau rape joke. Or <laughs> Pierre Paul Jeremy McKenzie. Jeremy McKenzie. Jeremy McKenzie rape joke. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy McKenzie should have. Should, honestly, he should probably just start sports gambling and he probably would have been in a lot less trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of trying to you know, be- I almost like gambling. Like when I gamble, I don't really feel the need to drink. I feel like some people really like they need to be hammered to gamble, or they like want like they well, there's, there's get hammered and then they want to. Like I almost rather like a have a club that- soda and just lose a hundred bucks. It's like okay. a fun time. Well, I'm like that. Like I can if I'm playing poker right for the night. I don't like I'll have at most one drink. Like I, I enjoy the skill and like the the thinking along and playing. Like that's fun for me. I don't need to get drunk. And if I do get drunk, I'm thinking less and having less fun. Yeah, usually I'll like win and then start drinking and then I start losing. Yeah, which is what they want. That's probably, what they want, right? Because they... you make crazier decisions when you're drunk at a casino. That's why casinos. What's, what's weird about the casinos in Winnipeg is, like, if you're at Casino Rama or Falls View or whatever, and if you're in Niagara Falls and you're at a table and you're betting, the waitress is on you. Like, hey, drinks, drinks, drinks. Yeah. There, it was so hard to get a waitress. Every fucking... And everybody was just sober gambling. It's all, like, ethnic was, people, like, sober gambling. There like, was, like... There was no, like... There's... You can't have a they casino. Had, they had, they had a cocktail drinks. waitress, but I had to ask, like, five times for her to come. And, like, by the time she came, I was like, I don't even fucking want to drink. Like... That's crazy. It was insane. It's insane. And then I... Tr- but at every single casino, this happened. Every single casino that, in 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 that's Winnipeg. How you, that's how you know there's no organized crime at these places because they'd be like, "No, we want to make." Well, money. this is the first casino we went to. The bouncer, like, actually, as we were leaving, it was a small casino, but like, asked uh, Armin if he wanted to buy blow, <laughs> which is so sketchy for a casino. That cause same casino tried to steal my money twice. Yeah, they like. I won an outside bet and they just took the chips. I'm like, I just won that bet. And then they were like, what? And then they had to look at the cameras. Yeah. Fucking sketchy. It was called Shark Club. I don't know. Now I'm going to get shot in the head for accusing <laughs> them. No. You, you can't go back to Winnipeg? I don't know. I don't want to. Winnipeg. Uh, sorry, Winnipeg. The shows were really good. Do not like being there. And I think it has to do with being from Toronto. And it, people kept being like, oh, you're from Toronto. So what's so good about Toronto? It's like, I don't know. Like everything. I don't know. Like I just look around. I'm like, this is a city. In Winnipeg, I just go, this is a fucking small town with a downtown. And it sucks. And and the nicest restaurants, Earl's. and ugh. Western Canada. Everything's Earl's in, in Western Canada. It's Earl's, Earl's, Cactus Club, Cactus Club. Like Calgary is all just a collection of Earl's and Cactus Clubs. That's all it is. It's and they have the ugliest earls and cactus clubs you've ever seen. At least here they have some earls at like a nice mall. But in Calgary, they literally have an earls next to like a jiffy loop or like a cow tire. It's insane. You're like, this is on basically like a fucking highway. How is this an earls? And that's just where people go. And then they go there and Edmonton, Calgary. That whole kind of the Everyone Sask- there. Saskatchewan, Alberta, Manitoba, Earl's Cactus Club. That is the best restaurant you can go to in those three cities. I'm not even fucking joking. You can ask. Saskatoon has a nice restaurant that we didn't get to go to called Aiden. But I would have went there. I wanted to go there. But 
we didn't make enough money. Yeah. We the nicest restaurant we went to in the whole. So the nicest restaurant you could afford was Earl's and Cactus Club. I'm no, sure. No, we didn't even go to Earl. No, well, I'm sure Calgary and Edmonton have fancy places. It's like Oil Town. You think those freaking oil millionaires are like we're gonna go to the like? There's fucking baller places. For like sh- the place Jason Kenny was having tell us, dinner. Tell us in the comments, guys, if there is a nice restaurant. Tell us the nicest restaurant in your city, in your town, wherever you're from. Tell us where you're from. Tell us the nicest restaurant in that city, and I will try to go to that restaurant and give you a shout out when I get there. Because we went to Elise. I think it's called Elise or something in Vancouver for restaurant. It was yeah. fucking stupid expensive. It was like $500 for two people. That's crazy. Why would you do that? I guess you could do one. Because like, yeah. it was because I just started making money and I was being insane. Yeah. And then we went to the casino <laughs> in Vancouver. That was the worst casino night I've ever had. This like I, I'd like to see. I want to see a, like this could be a good podcast where like the financial advisor podcast <laughs> react to this. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, just send doing. this to my accountant. <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to call him every day, I'm trying to get an HST number, and <laughs> I'm just gonna call him and be like, "Yeah, I don't need an HST." <laughs> I put it all on black. <laughs> put it all on black. It's all gone. I'm not sure how that works. Yeah, if you saw, no. yeah, just like those like real estate investor guys like reacting to this. I don't think. That's why I rather just tour with my family. So then it's just like I'm gonna go home and go to sleep after this, and then I. That that is, I see why they don't want you gambling out of province because it's like, what's the point of even, like, you're going to another province on vacation, you're gonna gamble on your phone. They probably want you to gamble at their own casino, right? Or. No, they want the revenue to go to their province, or I don't know. Well, how. It's just jurisdictional it federal revenue, or is it? No, I think it's provincial. So it is provincial. So yeah. that's why. Yeah, because they don't want why. you gambling and giving money to Ontario when you're in Winnipeg. Or it's just whatever. like it makes it more complicated, and you don't need all the bureaucracies. Like it's already enough of a clusterfuck going on. Guys, I love you. I love the fans. I'm sorry to some of my fans. I do upset some of my fans at my live shows. Particularly older white women. Yeah. Who they'll like they'll be like laughing, laughing when I make fun of like I'll be doing a Chinese accent and they'll be like And they're just like And then I'm making fun of like some like woke thing, like trans kid thing, and they're like, Yeah. And then I'm like, you know, white women, and they're like, what? The, well, you wait a minute there, sir. And then white people get so offended at those jokes. And I'm like, guys, how can you justify laugh? Like, you have to look at yourself at that point and go, okay, I'm not here to laugh. I'm here to laugh at a specific race of people. Like, I'm I actually a race. My, I just, I just like want to hear my opinions back to, at me. And it's not like really bad what I say about white people. You guys will see it if you come to the shows. It's fucking hilarious. But, um, you just Certain, have, you mostly there's a lot of people who aren't my fans were at the Winnipeg shows because it was like half my fans and then half random people and the random people were a little scared but then some of my fans were also like I did a joke about like why I think gay people have better lives yeah as a joke because well okay I'll, I'll spoil a part of it is that you know, like every time you meet a gay person, you ask them what they do for a living. They're always like, they always do something. I do something. It's very, I'm very f- fulfilled. It's a very fulfilling job. I'm the head of equity. So, like they're always like the head of like some like sort of woke thing at like a big company and they love it. And they're just like, I, everything I've ever wanted to do. And then you meet like a straight person and you're like, what do you do? They're like, oh, I do HVAC. I fucking hate my wife. And I don't know. Like gay people just have like a fun time. Like they meet their spouse on like a trip to fucking like Miami and then you ask like straight people how they met and it's like well I was actually married and then I had to get a divorce and then we met and I don't know it's just like very sad and depressing but it was it's a it's a joke like you don't like and I'm trying to play devil's advocate sometimes with my audience because I want my audience to come and laugh at themselves and at other people and at this and at that you can't be and it's not supposed to be serious it's not really my like hardcore opinion with your with the thing with your comedy though it's like you understand that you can't do comedy as like like a political party line like yeah you're like you've said political things you did the tam thing the lockdowns whatever but like what people don't understand is like it's not just gonna be a right-wing sermon like that's not funny no like you can make fun of retarded like woke trudeau stuff because it's funny but then like also like everyone's being ridiculous well everybody's 
wants censorship on both sides. Like, yeah. People on the right are like, I'm free speech, but if you're fucking trans, then yeah. you better shut the fuck. It's like, okay, well, you can't. I'm sorry. Like, I get the whole, like. No the, twerking in front of the kids. I but, get like, that the kids stuff and, like, having the, like stuff in the schools and, and and shit is like a problem and and it's definitely this disturbing on many levels and it's disturbing that a lot of these people in their like late 30s to like late 50s who are a lot of them childless have these strong opinions about what kids should learn in terms of gender ideal all that stuff's fucked but in terms of even the Bud Light thing, like I, I turn, I told my, I called my friend in Texas. I said, "Dude, I'm turning a new leaf. Like I'm pro trans and <laughs> anti white. Like I'm just sick of it." But only because it's funny, right? Like it's funny to do that now. It's funnier to right now. It's fu- because there's so many comics who copy me. Yeah, there's like honestly, like go watch Yuck Yucks now. Like versus two years ago before I had a following. Now there's so many guys going up there just being like fucking Trudeau's a fucking piece of shit and like they're all making fun of the government from that perspective of like but now it's almost hack so it's almost funnier to go up there and be like guys i think you should i I, like i will suck a trans dick to like you know what i mean it's funnier to be like pro there or at least play devil's advocate for the trans freedom of speech because there's podcast episodes that i like just ranting and raving it's like why do i i really don't think these people shouldn't have like you know I, I i just i want like when i watch a video on twitter of a black guy walking down the street donkey punching a random white elderly person in the face and knocking them out and then beating them senseless while they're unconscious on the ground part of me goes that's disgusting and then the other part of me goes I kind of get it because (laughs) because I stayed in a hotel for 12 days in Winnipeg and I saw white people up close. They were small elevators. You had to get into a small elevator with whites and they were in there like and like I could not me like I don't want but I can see how like if you're black or not white and you just see white people and they're just like like oh just like but i get it so no i'm joking but see that's a joke that's a joke, that's yeah. a joke that should be funny but isn't because well to some people like my the people audience who hate you would find that funny if they didn't know you were saying it right right like, well the, oh. the people who think i'm like this evil right-wing guy the people but the people who are my fans might be like what do you mean that's that's awful like so you should like but that's what that's the problem guys that my my truest fans are people who are just like yo i want to like actually escape from all the bullshit like to be an entertainer you have to be somebody who people want to listen to to escape not yes i want to touch on everything and talk about everything i think we had a couple things we could talk about before we get out of here but I mean, you didn't send me anything you said you wanted to talk about Stephen no. crowder yelling at his wife yeah but well there was the Stephen crowder yelling at his wife thing but i don't even I watched it and I was just like, you know what? That's just the, the, I didn't even understand the context. What his wife released that video after she divorced him. I think it was like leaked to or I think the wife's family might like after Stephen Crowder like was making things public. I think some of his wife's family leaked it to Yasha Ali and he Ugh. put it up. Uh, and then he's like, I'm going to leak more. It's like, why does he have a CCTV camera of his own? It was like a ring security camera like around his house. So it's in his backyard. Well, I guess yeah, I mean, people in the states are worried about getting fucking robbed. Oh my god! But anyway, yeah, he. I don't know how rich is he. What's his net worth? Did you look it up? We can look that up now. Steven Crowder, he's Canadian. Yep. Net worth twenty twenty three. 20 million 20 million jesus christ the guy's got money how does he have that much fucking money money he has a big uh, youtube show. Mini money, 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 money he had to deal with the blaze like he got mm. offered like he got offered like a 20 something million dollar a year contract by the daily wire he just didn't take it like he leaked this whole thing where he's offered like huge contract with the daily wire but they would have some sort of like not like full editorial control but there was like a deal that like he wouldn't merge youtube and if he got strikes like and if you could got like deleted the, the deal would be worth less if he like lost certain platforms which like makes sense like it's a 
It's like right. a contract. Like it's like the NFL. Like you're signing a thing, and it's like not. He definitely has like a fucked up ego like that, yeah. where it's like, if you get off, like if Netflix came to me tomorrow yeah. and was like, "We'll give you twenty million dollars, but we'd like it if you like deleted all of your Instagram, every single post you've ever done," I'd be like, "Okay, yeah." And you could like, choose, yeah, you could choose not to. And like some people can feel if they like, were like delete your account and become, I'd be like no. But if they were like or like, and you could maybe say, some of my fans will be mad about that. Oh, how dare you! You're gonna censor yourself for the yeah. To, some people yeah, because I need to have twenty million dollars in the bank account. Yeah. Then I can then you can watch my podcast after that. We can talk about it. Yeah. But <laughs> what the fuck do you want me to do? You want me to be poor for you? So nine hundred people can watch this podcast and be like, that's when it was good. Yeah. This podcast is good when only 900 people watch it, not when it's 10,000 or 100,000. Like, I can't go back and watch the human-monkey hybrid videos anymore, so I'm out. Oh, my God. That was the most embarrassing thing, dude, <laughs> was going to the Regent Casino in Niagara Falls the second time after I'd won the night before, and I start losing on the roulette, and the fucking roulette dealer goes, are you pretty familiar? You're pretty familiar. Uh, human-monkey hybrid? <laughs> and I'm just like... Three hundred dollars down on the table, and I'm like, "Please support me on Patreon. Please, for the love of God, sign up for my Patreon." To, he's like, "I work here. I don't make enough money to pay for your Patreon." Patreon, which part of me was kind of pissed off about that he said that because I was like, "Bro, fifteen No, it was funny. I like, I laughed, but but I actually think a lot. Like a lot of my fans messaged me like, "Bro, I don't make enough to pay for Patreon." It's six bucks a month. If you can't afford my Patreon, do you, do you have like a lower tier, like where you can give? That's like the lowest tier. Six bucks. I used to have a one dollar tier when I first started it, mm-hmm. and but then I was like, okay, I have eighty patrons and I'm making eighty dollars a month. This is terrible. This maybe, is awful. Maybe like create a like YouTube membership where like that could be one dollar patrons more. I don't know. Yeah, or, I thought about making a Twitter membership subscription too, but it's like that. Like I don't. Do you even, have to diversify it that much. Like I wish the people would just understand. I think it has to do with Canada because mm-hmm. Canada is so used to subsidize oh that guy's a yeah that guy's a comedian he's funny but i shouldn't have to give him money because he's in canada somebody yeah he should be subsidized by the government i can't take money from the government i do this in my act but it's comedy nobody cbc's not going to come to me and be like you know what we want to put on after the uh teresa tam press conference you doing the teresa tam press conference in the chinese accent al val's going to be the anchor he's going to play you in and then right that's going to be um exactly yeah there's going to be a woke (laughs) trans comic who goes this guy's a brilliant mind give it up for ben pankis <laughs> <laughs> i just had top surgery and but, but i honestly have nothing against like i wish i had a trans friend that i could like joke around with about their top surgery yeah should we like <laughs> should, should we should we like uh, go and try We're putting a out a bpa friend? we're looking for a trans friend <laughs> for this for group friend. Armin's out. We need a trans friend. We got rid of the person. We tried Iranian, (laughs) straight, male. We lost him to a bad blackjack habit. (laughs) He was taken out by the mob for betting on 365. And uh, so now we're looking for a trans-abled. We're looking for somebody who's trans-abled. I'm not sure if you know what this is. It's people who want to be disabled. Which is almost similar to being a comedian. It's kind of (laughs) trans-funny. <laughs> like trans, yeah, that's like being an open micers when you're you have a like there's people who are open mic comedians, but they work as a lawyer during the day, make like 300k a year. You're like, you're a trans, trans, you're trans comic, trans funny, <laughs> trans funny. You don't need to do this, yeah. You don't, you're not actually disabled, you just broke your arm on purpose so you could. Yeah, go, go get the fucking wheelchair at the airport or whatever. Or which you can I've thought u- about doing. Or you can times. use it to like hit on women. It's like, yeah, I'm a lawyer. At nights, what are your hobbies? I do stand up comedy. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, women love that. It's like, oh, he does it, but he also like doesn't do it. He's a lawyer and lawyer money. But I know. It's just like he's just interesting for fun. Yeah, if you're not if if you're not well known and you do comedy and people don't really like, they just don't. They don't <sighs> fucking yeah. You got a fidget. You got a fidget foot. We gotta gonna have to cut off your foot. Nail me down. Um, guys, I think the camera's going to die any second now. Um, thank you so much for listening to us. I love you guys. Patreon.com slash Ben Bankus. Upcoming shows. Kingston, Ontario. Waterloo, Ontario. Ottawa, Ontario. Montreal, Quebec. 
Toronto, Ontario, Niagara Falls, Ontario, Bob Cajun, Ontario, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Hamilton, Ontario. And then after that, we're going to the East Coast. I'm still going to be booking London, Ontario soon. Those dates are going to be going out. If you want to stay up to date on things, join my mailing list. It's free. Go to my website, benbankus.com. It's the first thing that pops up. Just enter your email, nothing else. And vote Ben Bankus. And vote Ben Bankus. I will be making a big announcement in the next few days. We will be signing up officially. We have the paperwork. It's right there. Show the paper. Show the paperwork right there. Uh, here is the paperwork for the mayoral candidacy. All of our signed paperwork. So stay tuned. A lot of big things coming. Thank you for tuning into the Bankus Show. You guys are the best. Go follow Daniel Boardman um, on social media. What are your social medias? Uh, Twitter is ranting for Canada. And then... <laughs> <laughs> just, was it always that? It's my name, Daniel Borden. Like Daniel Borden was taken, so I just did that, and then uh, it's Daniel Borden on Twitter, Facebook. YouTube. Be careful about Not putting money on Miami. I when, th- my yeah. um, I think that Leafs are going to win the next game, and then they're going to lose out of the first game away. Parlay gonna... the Knicks, the Leafs, and Golden State. Golden State. There you you go. guys are the best. Good night.